0: Hey there friends, it's Nick and it's the last day of my holiday today so it's the last time for a while at least that you'll have to put up with the the iPhone microphone. Tomorrow I'll be back in the studio recording it with a a proper mic. But anyway, I thought it might be useful today to do a kind of 10,000 foot view of some of this project management stuff because I've thrown out a few words in the last Few episodes and in the past podcasts, I've talked about or mentioned at least agile. I've mentioned Scrum, Kanban, um, lean thinking, all that kind of stuff. And I thought it would be useful to sort of put this into context. Um, and we're going to start with agile. Um, agile in the early 2000s, very famously, if you happen to be in software development, a group of programmers met in a ski resort somewhere and they came up with this kind of agile manifesto. They were, they were reacting against the, I guess what we call the waterfall model of project management, where you know you have these massive long Gantt charts about all the milestones and the dependencies and all that kind of stuff. It's the kind of stuff that drove me crazy actually at IBM, because you'd, sp- <laughs> you'd spend all this time working on your Microsoft project file. Yes, we used Microsoft software at, at IBM, and um, it would be out of date almost before it was finished because things change. And change is actually, although it's a theme in this podcast because stories are about change, it's also a theme in agile development really because one of the, the things the Agile Manifesto included, and it had four values and 12 principles, I think. And I'm not gonna go through all, through all those because because I don't remember them, but, uh, <laughs> but it, One of the things that was really key was that in a project, change is inevitable and we have all these project methodologies before that where change is seen as a cost and a problem and what have you. But the agile guys saw it for what it is and change is inevitable as we see things. And, you know, we used to see this all the time when I was running the agency, you know, the client would see the first version of the website and they would get an idea, they would make a change, they would want something to be different. And the, the the question is, how do we treat that as an opportunity, not as a problem? And one of the ways that the Agile guys treated it was what I've been talking about over the, the past few days about making, breaking the project down into elements that were reasonably quick to finish, reasonably quick to put together so you could keep adding usable software, um, in their case, features that worked but weren't so big that you would be you know, off on a tangent for, for weeks or kind of months. The other thing, one of the other things, their their sort of values, I suppose, was that they really put people over the, the sort of the tools. People and conversations mattered a lot more than what tools you were using and what methodologies. And they very much wanted to put people in the same room who were on the same team. And again, this is something that I struggled with a bit in the mid-90s at IBM, where certainly in the second ibm job i had in the new media lab there was a kind of a room for the programmers and a room for the designers and a room for the the kind of the project managers or consultants or producers like me and it didn't give us that sense of a team and you know one of the things that i think they were starting to think about before i left really after i left was was putting putting groups of people into teams so you had your designer you had your copywriter you had your programmer and your producer in one place because that gives you that sense of teamwork but it also gives you the opportunity to talk Um, and talking as opposed to emails or you know whatever is the really quick fast efficient way of people sort of negotiating what's next and they had that they extended, the Agile guys extended this culture of kind of collaboration, not just with for people within the team, but also with the clients. So the clients had full view into that kind of process and were able to talk about changes and were able to respond to changes over, over the kind of long-term plans. And um, this approach turned out to be really powerful because it spoke to, I guess, a lot of the... Um, the frustrations that people had, particularly in programming in the early 2000s that you know you'd be working on this thing and then halfway through it would change and all the, the last month's work would be wasted or what have you and agile kind of answered that in a sense and what it didn't answer I suppose was the kind of the how you know, it came up with principles and it came up with values, but it didn't really answer the how. And I've talked about this thing, Scrum, um, over the past few days, or I've mentioned it at least. And Scrum is a, whereas Agile is a methodology, it's a kind of a a worldview, if you like. Scrum is more, a, more like a framework. How are we actually going to do this thing? And we tried this a couple of times, I think, at the agency. And Scrum is really um, a way of... Mandating how the team gets put together. So there's particular roles in Scrum. In a team, in a Scrum team, there's a role of a product product owner. So that's someone on the team who kind of sits there representing the client. And this was really the job I was doing mostly in the agency. I was, you know, talking to the client, getting the requirements. I was also doing the content creation and the writing, of course. But I was representing the, the client in the room. And then the other... One of the other significant roles in a Scrum team is the Scrum... Oh, is this called the Scrum Master? I, you know what, I can't remember. But there's a person whose responsibility it is to keep the team on track. Um, so you've got the Scrum Master, you've got the product owner, and then you've got the kind of the Scrum team. And that might be programmers, it might be copywriters. It will be whoever you need to do to fulfil this project. And essentially what happens is there's a meeting at the start of the project to establish what the goals are, and what the first sort of feature sets are. Then there's a meeting about the sprint. And I talked about sprints, it's when in scrum, you say, well, we're gonna, our our release schedule is going to be once a week, or once every two weeks. And in between those times, we're going to be sprinting to get certain amount of features done. And we know that with this team, we can do a certain amount of work every two weeks. Okay, so what they're doing is they're saying, say we we can do, I don't know, 120 hours of usable work in those two weeks between us. We're then breaking down the different bits and pieces that go into the project and saying, well, this is going to take 20 hours. This might take 40 hours. This might just take five. And each part of the each one of the requirements of this project will be broken down, broken down, broken down into small enough pieces that we can then say, well, the priorities at the moment are this and that and the other. And this is what's called the Scrum backlog. In other words, you have a whole list of um, requirements and jobs that need to be done to, to get from where we are to where we want to be. And the priorities of those can change. So we have a list of things and at any time, The priorities might change but essentially when you sit down at the start of your sprint you say well we're going to take the top four or five or however many off the top of this backlog that we can do we can fit usefully into this next week or two weeks however long the scrum is and Once that's set in the sort of scrum parlance, once the sprint is on, nothing is going to change for the next week or two until those things are delivered. It might change afterwards, but they aren't going to change in that week or that two-week period you're doing the sprint. And one of the reasons it's called, well, the reason it's called the scrum is because every day at the start of the day, there is a meeting where people say, on the team, say essentially what we did yesterday, what we plan to do today, and whether there are any problems that need solving before we can do what we want to do today and it's the the scrum master's job to solve any problems he can and get rid of any kind of roadblocks so the team can keep producing you know because one of the one of the other kind of principles of agile and scrum is that we we produce we do work in a way that is both consistent and sustainable over time so we're not trying to grind our team into the ground we're not trying to get 110 percent (laughs) which is always a stupid number, 110% out of people, because we know that if we, if we ask for 110%, eventually they'll, they'll be able to give nothing because they'll be burnt out, and that's not what we want in any kind of development. And maybe it's a good time to say that Agile and Scrum started out as sort of software practices, but you see them now in many different kinds of industries, and. What's interesting I suppose about Scrum is at the end of that sprint you will have, you'll bring the customer back in and go through what you've done and allow them to give feedback, make changes and and then you set up what's going to happen in the next sprint and you keep going and you keep going till either there's nothing in the backlog or the budget is run out, which sometimes happens, but if you if you're doing it right then you have got through as many of the high-priority features as possible and, you know, the rest of them can maybe come for another project. So I'm not going to talk about Lean and Kanban today because it's it's already gone over 10 minutes. I'll do that tomorrow perhaps, but one of the things that's interesting from a business point of view, because you're probably not in software development, um, but the most agile person that I ever worked with was the builder who built our extension in 2003 because I mean he didn't call it agile he'd been working that way for years but he he broke the job down into very small parts which meant that he could deliver something every day or every week and he talked to us every day about what he delivered and he was totally fine when we said, actually, do you know what? We've changed our minds. Not because it didn't cause him work, of course it caused him work, but because he had come to understand that change is a constant. It's an inevitability in our lives. And he had decided, we talked about it at the time, he had decided some time ago that he just wasn't gonna get worked up about change because it happened all the time he was just going to deal with it in the best way he could and the best way he could was to keep everything in small increments so that we can finish something that has value before we address the change but the key is and this is what i've been talking about over the past few days the key is coming up with something small enough so that you can do it before you get distracted before the you know the baby starts to cry or you know whatever it is over the week you know i'm using weekly sprints in 2022 and I talked about my sprint yesterday but tomorrow we'll just round this off a bit by talking about Kanban and talking about lean but the way I want to think when you to think about this today is that agile is a methodology it is a, a worldview a way of thinking about how we want to do our work scrum is a framework that shows us how to to actually build agile processes and practices into our into our work if we happen to work in teams anyway thanks for listening that did go on a bit but uh, i think this is useful and interesting this stuff because we can to some extent we can pick and choose the bits that help us in our business and help make our story mean business bye now hey this is nick thanks again for listening to dig deeper search for story.business